I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey y'all, thanks for listening in this week. I hope your week was good. I wanted to talk this week about uh, words. Um, I think words is kind of a simple thing to talk about, but it's something I think that gets us into the most trouble a lot of times um, because we are emotional creatures and then things uh, come out of our mouths based on our emotions a lot of times. Maybe not every time, but a lot of times. Um, And so we've all experienced uh, hurtful and angry words from other people. Uh, If you are a human, you have probably have said them yourself. Um, And so I think the Bible, man, if you... If you're reading the Bible, it says so many things about words um, from the flesh aspect of things and then also um, from God's aspect of things. And so I think it is important to stop and really examine our words and, and what we say and the power that is in them and what the Word of God says because that's the most important. So let's read uh, several verses on what the Word of God says about our words. So Ephesians 4.29, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. So I don't really feel like I need to break down every verse. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You know, don't say things that are corrupt and uh, use your words to help others, you know, and and really point them uh, to the Lord. Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Um, It's going to bear some sort of fruit. (laughs) Is it going to be good fruit or bad fruit based on what you say? Proverbs 12.18, there is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. And I think we've all kind of had those experiences, whether it's come out of our mouth or somebody else towards us that, you know, if somebody says something hurtful, Um, It hurts, you know, and if somebody says something uh, kind and encouraging or good advice, it is, it is helpful. Uh, Matthew 15, 18, but those that which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart and they defileth the man. So you can tell what is in somebody's heart based on what they're saying. A lot of people will be like, well, you don't know me. Um, But if you hear, if you're, if you're around somebody any length of time and you hear their type of conversation and what they talk about you can tell what they're thinking about you know what they spend their time on and things like that so that's you know obviously true of ourselves uh matthew nope yep matthew 12 36 but i say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment and i think that is something really good to think about that all of our words matter we should definitely make sure that we are intentional about what we're saying Proverbs 16, 24, pleasant words are as a honeycomb sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Proverbs 15, 1, a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. I think we all have experience with that, whether it's somebody with us or with uh, us with other people. Matthew 12, 37, for by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Proverbs 13, 3, he that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. Um, have you ever been so mad and you just open in your mouth and you're saying stuff and um, it's usually just not the best idea. Proverbs 21, 23, whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. Colossians 3, 8, but now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filth, 
filthy communication out of your mouth. Psalm 19.14, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. That is a good rule of thumb to go by. Like if we're about to say something um, and we're like, well, I don't know if I should say it. You should be like, hmm, is this going to be, you know, acceptable and pleasing to the Lord? Uh, James 1.26, if any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart. This man's religion is vain. So again, like you're known by your conversation and what you do. Proverbs fifteen four: A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverse, perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. So this next passage comes uh, from James chapter 3, verses 1 through 12, and it's just a good picture. Uh, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouths. So this is a really good picture. That they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold, also the ships, which thou they be so great, are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeneth. Even so, the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast, and of birds, and of serpents, and of things in the sea, is turned, is tamed, and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is un unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these, these things ought not so to be. Doth the fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either vine, figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. So I think it's just a good picture if you can kind of follow it um i read out of the king james version obviously here but i think it's interesting to see that you know even though the tongue is such a small part of your body it can do the most damage right um and it doesn't make sense that we're going to be a person who speaks encouraging things and all these things but then in the same uh, mouth we're going to say really hateful things that are not pleasing to the Lord. So I think it's definitely a good heart check to sit there and look and say, okay, the things that I say, the things that come out of my mouth, are they all glorifying to God? And are they, is there any like corrupt communication? You know, am I slandering somebody? Am I gossiping? Am I speaking in, you know, my temper, being angry, um, saying unkind things, hurtful things? Am I speaking of perverse stuff? You know, am I, my speaking of things that God would not be pleased with. And then out of the same mouth, am I being like, oh, I'm a Christ follower and glory to God. And I just, you know, want to talk about his goodness and all this stuff. You know, we don't want to be a hypocrite, but oftentimes we all can be because we say so many words a day, you know, do we account for each one? Do we really pay attention to what we're saying and what we're talking about? And are we using our words to glorify God and to point others to Christ? Or our words, are they doing opposite? Are they pointing people like just a different way? You know, not even maybe necessarily um, to Satan, but, you know, to, away from God and, and to distracting things that don't even matter. Um, 
and then I think it's really neat to think about in Genesis 1 uh, where it talks about God's you know beginning to create everything right so let's read Genesis 1 verses 1 through 3 in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and God said let there be light and there was light and so it continues on obviously to him creating but he creates with his words you know and he says you know god said let there be light um and so there's power in words and obviously like god is all powerful i mean he's creating things with his words um, but i think it is important to uh just pay attention to how important words are and then if we read some scriptures from the bible and i told y'all this was gonna be like scripture heavy um is we're reading things that are about God's word. And so Hebrews 4:12, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. God's word is powerful and it's important. And so if God's word does all these things, and the only way we know God's word is by reading the Bible. Man, you better be sure you should be in that Bible. Uh, Matthew twenty four thirty five: Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. So in this ever-changing world and all the, you know, man, truth and science and whatever else you want to call it is just changing from day to day. But God's word does not change and it does not pass away. Proverbs 4, uh 20, my son, attend to my words, incline thy ear into my sayings. Um, so, you know, Solomon's trying to give some wisdom there. Proverbs 35 through 6, every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So we're talking about Jesus here. And and uh, the word of God, the Bible. Psalm 119, 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Isaiah 48. The grass whereeth the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. John 12:48. He that rejecteth, rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And then these last several are all from uh, the book of John. So if you've not ever read the book of John, I totally uh, think you should right now. You should start in John if you're not in the Bible anywhere. Uh, John 6, 63, it is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Like listen to how important words are in God's word. John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. John six sixty eight. Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. John 1, 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So again, Jesus, right? And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So I think in, you know, this 10 minutes of scripture reading, um, it's important to see how uh, we can use our words for wisdom. We can use our words to uh, do the enemy's bidding. We can do. We can use our words uh, to point others to Christ and how important God's word is. And so, I hope you just kind of uh, examine your your life and see if your words are life giving to other people. If 
it is, if your words are pointing others to the author of life and who can give them eternal life and pointing others to God's word as well. And, um, and if you're in his word, uh, so something to think about. I also this week, instead of linking a, a song on the Spotify playlist, I wanted to link a YouTube video and it's part of a sermon from uh, S.M. Lockridge called That's My King. So this one is actually kind of old um, and it's put to some music, but it's, I don't want to say it's long, um, <laughs> but I really like it. So here's part of it. It says, his office is manifold, his promise is sure, his life is matchless, his goodness is limitless, his mercy is everlasting, his love never changes, his word is enough, his grace is sufficient, his reign is righteous, and his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Well, I wish I could describe him to you, but he, he's indescribable, He's indescribable. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. I've come to tell you the heaven of heavens cannot contain him, let alone a man explain him. You can't get him out of your mind. You can't get him off of your hand. You can't outlive him, and you can't live without him. Well, the Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. The witnesses couldn't get their testimonies to agree. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him, and the grave couldn't hold him. That's my king. And he goes on. I mean, there's bits before that and there's bits after it. And it's just really, um, I don't know. I just love the Lord and that's my king. I'm excited about it. Uh, so I'll link the YouTube video there. And then I'll still link the Spotify playlist from, you know, songs in the past if you want to check that out. So you guys, if y'all have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com and I'll talk to y'all next Monday. Bye.